Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Ecotech. On today's episode of Ecotech, it's going to be a little bit different. So today's episode, we're going to answer a question. And that question is, when will the future get here? All right, so I'm going to start off by saying the future is actually already here. Many people might not actually realize this, but when you look around you, the world is in a much more advanced place than it was in, let's say, like the 1940s. So let's talk about some of the things that we actually do have that people might really be taking for granted. Today, we have virtual assistants. They might not be perfect, But the reality is, is that we actually have virtual assistants. You can speak into a device and set up meetings. You can uh, schedule dinner plans. You can do all sorts of stuff. We have electric cars. Electric cars exist. And I mean, these are like full range vehicles that actually exist and are currently running on our roads today. We also have AI. Although premature, it actually does exist. And this is something that we have created, we've developed, and it doesn't necessarily work exactly what we might imagine it to work like, but it does exist and it does work. Robots completely exist in today's world. We have plenty of conventions that show off these really magnificent robots. So when you think about the future and you think about robots, well, they're actually here and they do exist because we've created them. We have flying cars. Believe it or not, you might not hear about them, but we do have vehicles that are cars that actually fly. We've created that. It's something that exists in this world today. Smart homes, the ability for your home to recognize you when you're home, the ability for things to just open up with just your voice. These things completely exist. The smart home, although it's not something that is standard, it definitely exists and it's actually a real thing. One of the coolest things is that today, not only can we power a vehicle with the sun, we can actually power whole communities with just energy from the sun. When you think about the future and you think about all those things that we used to see in movies, all those things actually exist and are very, very much alive today. And so you might be saying, okay, so since all those things are actually around, why do people still ask the question, when will the future get here? Because I think this is something, this is like a question that people have asked over the years. Uh, They ask it every decade. Uh, When will the future get here? The world doesn't really look futuristic. Let's get into some of that. So I'm going to rephrase the question because the question has started off with when will the future be here or when will the future start? And I think the question is actually quite different than that. The question that people are really asking is when will all these futuristic concepts become standard, like just a part of everyday life? And there are really, really good reasons why you don't actually see all the futuristic uh, inventions that we have. So one of the really big reasons that you don't necessarily see all these things as like standard, people really actually need time to adjust. Many times when things are thrown onto people, there's always some sort of pushback. And so one example of this pushback that I'm talking about is a little while back, we actually had people going around keying cars, not just any cars, but specifically Tesla cars. And they were also damaging the chargers on purpose. Many people want to blame it on lots of different things, like Tesla drivers are really bad and they're very like snooty or whatever. I think we can all agree that, I mean, the numbers definitely support this as well, that most of the cars that are on the road right now are actually gasoline cars. 
And if you have seen the way that some of those people drive, I think we can agree there are lots of people that are bad at driving in general, no matter what kind of car that they actually have. It's a very simple fact. They're not all just Tesla drivers. And so to me, this was definitely a really good example of that pushback. And so you don't really see people going around damaging gasoline pumps. And if they did, it would affect well over 50% of the cars that are on the road today. So you probably won't see people doing that anytime soon. And so you might say, why would people go around doing something like this? Well, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons. If people are a little bit more worried about their Tesla car getting scratched, they might be less likely to buy one. Now, these events, I will have to say, are definitely not the smartest move that the public could have taken because in almost all of these cases, according to a few articles I read, these individuals were all arrested. And this is mostly because Teslas, they record their surroundings. It didn't really pay to take that kind of action. And another really quick example would be when California all of a sudden had these scooters everywhere. They had e-scooters. So there were lots of complaints. Uh, there were lots of news coverage stories about how these things are just more of a nuisance than they are very helpful. My real world experience was that these were actually a lot more helpful because California is quite a big place to get around. And just to have one more method of transportation, not only was it cheaper than taking a cab or a Lyft or an Uber, but it was also just a really cool way to get around from one place to another. So there's just all sorts of pushback when it comes to new technology when it first comes out. But this kind of thing is just to be expected. Now take that example and think about imposing all the new technology that I mentioned earlier overnight. This is the kind of thing that would be absolutely unacceptable for a big part of society. Many people would have a problem with this, and this is mostly because all of the systems that they're used to and accustomed to, many of those systems would no longer be as relevant. This is one reason for the gradual approach when it comes to upgrading technology. Now, another really big reason that people don't actually feel like the future is here, or when you think about the future, you don't really think of yourself as living in it, is that many people don't interact with the newest innovations that we've actually created on a daily basis. Many people don't really speak to robots, although you actually do. It's just when you think robot, you might be thinking a robot in human form. So even though we actually have that invention, people don't really relate actually speaking into their phone as talking to a robot, though that is actually exactly what you're doing. People don't really relate these things to the future innovations. People aren't really seeing flying cars. They don't really necessarily think that they're communicating with AI, although you are actually utilizing AI on almost a daily basis. And so while you are, you aren't in the way that you would expect to interact with it. And so now I'll get into why advances in technology aren't as noticeable. One of the biggest reasons I would have to say the technological advances aren't that noticeable is because when we upgrade, when we do our gradual upgrades with our systems and the different things that we might have, they're not necessarily so cosmetic. And I think when people really think about the future, they're thinking about all of these cosmetic qualities that you can see with your eyes. The only problem with cosmetic upgrades is that they're really expensive. 
Let's go into kind of when you think about everyday life, let's think about some of the things that like if they were to change overnight, you would actually think that you're living in the future. All right. So let's think about things that you interact with on a daily basis. So let's say transportation. In this category, we'll put cars and then we'll also put like the public transportation system. And then let's say buildings, like all of the buildings that are in our city or all of the buildings that are around you. So just using those very, very few examples, if we were to overnight just upgrade everything so that it was smart and worked with the latest uh, technological advances, then you would see things like smart buildings and smart homes. You would also start to see things like smart cars and flying cars, and you would see rapid transit systems that go crazy fast. While I will say that we are definitely headed in that direction to have all those things where you can actually see them, the reason why it happens at such a slow pace brings me to my next point. The reality is, is that these kind of things are going to cost a lot of money. And so that poses the next question. And the next question is, are these things necessary? And this is one of the major reasons why you don't really see a lot of the things around you like flying cars, or you don't necessarily see a smart home on every other block. Also, another reason is the fact that we don't necessarily know the effects that imposing all these new technologies will actually have on human beings and the social environment and just everything that we already have. And so what you see is you see more of a slow implementation of things. As far as necessity goes, we haven't gotten to a place where this is something that we absolutely need. Now, the one thing that could change all of that to where we rapidly see all these things around us is one of two things or both. Either one, people's incomes skyrocket up out of nowhere for some odd reason, or the price of these technological advances happen to just plummet down to a price where there's really no reason why we wouldn't upgrade. And so since that's not something that's necessarily going to happen within the next four or five or even 10 years for that matter, this plays a big role in why the technological advances that we've made are not a common everyday thing that we see. Upgrading all these things and transforming and putting new systems in place, they come with all sorts of things. Like whenever there's some sort of new upgrade to a new type of bus or a new type of plane, or even a new system in general, there's always some sort of like uh, damage control that's thought about to have the public kind of get on board with it. Of course, if these upgrades were to happen overnight, none of that stuff would really be in place. And then we would have a lot of really big problems on our hand. And most of it would come from the society that we have around us because of just how people happen to adapt to these new technologies. Like I mentioned earlier about who's going to pay for all of this, according to the census.gov, in 2019, the median household income was around $68,000. Now, you can see if you have an entire family, and, and this includes maybe kids or maybe some grandparents, you can see why people aren't necessarily spending $100,000 on a smart home or a home that comes with all the technological advances that would come in a smart home. So let's say, for instance, what, what's something that you see standard in a smart home? 
you might see maybe like a digital refrigerator. This is something that actually exists. Like these really cool tech devices that people think of when they think of the future, they exist, but since there's not necessarily a necessity for them, they're considered more of a luxury. So I would have to say, our advancements right now are definitely considered more of a luxury because when it comes to a household, you can probably get a normal refrigerator for about $600 versus a digital refrigerator that speaks to you and opens with your voice for about $8,000. Now you have to really think about that. Household income is around $68,000 and you might even be thinking, my household doesn't actually make $68,000. And you would be right. A lot of people's household doesn't necessarily meet the median of what America's household actually brings in. And so this is another reason why you don't necessarily see all the technological advances. It's simply because these things are considered luxury and people are going to buy what they can actually afford. So when it comes to a flying car, would I rather get me a flying car that looks really cool and futuristic that I really can't afford? Or would I buy something that I know is dependable and it actually costs maybe 16 times less than a flying car? And so this is the kinds of things that people think about when they're making their consumer decisions. And it plays a big role into why you're not necessarily seeing all the things around you that look so futuristic. And so to sum everything up, what I would say is just know that right now you are actually living in the future. It's in its early stages and it's not necessarily the most affordable thing. You don't see these things around you on a daily basis, but that doesn't mean that you don't live in the future. Much of this technology is around you and you actually interact with it on a daily basis. When will these things become more standard? Well, not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not in five years. Maybe not in 10 years. But the reality is, is that these things are very, very expensive. We don't necessarily have any way to pay for them right now. And so we have to wait. Technology is always getting cheaper. So when you think, when will the future get here? Just know you are actually living in the future. Take advantage of some of the really cool inventions that are actually out there. Start to really look around you and realize the things that are a part of your life now that didn't even exist when you were a child. You are definitely living in the future right now. That's been another episode of Ecotech. I'll see you guys in the next one.